0: This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has opted not to apply for a $2 million U.S. Justice Department grant designed to reduce violence. At a meeting this morning, U.S. Attorney Mark Totten told commissioners the grant could be used flexibly as decided by the county. The goal was to create community programs to strike at the root cause of violence— Commissioner Rayante Bell said applying would help the county serve all communities, especially those where violence is a problem. There are a lot of people my age and a lot of people that look like me that really has lost faith in the public's ability to protect and provide services for the community in which they serve. Berrien County Sheriff Paul Bailey said with police short-staffed countywide, it's important to try to prevent violence in communities where it's a problem, namely Benton Harbor, Benton Township, and Niles. However, public comments suggested the grant is anti-gun. Also, commissioners were concerned the grant would be going to the health department and not police, with some questioning why it should go through the county at all. Commissioner Bob Harrison read the writing on the wall. If indeed this is not the time to go down this path with this grant, I think we as commissioners need to consider what path we want to go down, because it will not go away without some type of concerted community effort. And clearly, we're not ready for that at this point in time. Commissioner Chokwe Pitchford said addressing violence doesn't mean taking guns away from people. He said there's a societal rot that's led to a breakdown in values. Still, other commissioners balked. Chair Mac Elliott suggested applying with a stipulation the county could back out before any funds are awarded, but that was rejected. In the end, the grant was tabled with an understanding the county could apply in the next round of funding. Meanwhile, the Berrien County Board of Commissioners has accepted a grant to pay for new playground equipment at Silver Beach County Park. The $850,000 SPARK grant from the state will be matched with $259,000 of county funds for the project. County Parks Director Jill Adams told commissioners back in February it's time for new playground equipment at the county's most visited attraction. That playground is 30 years old. It's held up fantastically. It's past its lifespan, and we continue to put funding into it for improvements every year and replacement parts. Now we can look at, here's some ideas as we are putting together the overall Silver Beach Master Plan, what we would like to see. Adams said the new equipment will incorporate a safety surface, accessibility features, and shade. She noted Silver Beach had 728,000 logged visitors in 2021, many of them children, who make memories at that playground. With the grant now accepted, the new playground could be installed in the fall. Michigan State Police have released body cam footage of a traffic stop on I-94 near Paw Paw back on March 7th that resulted in the state's largest fentanyl bust. 25-year-old Brahan Martinez-Garcia of California was pulled over for having a black frame blocking his license plate and for driving erratically, and he consented to a search of the car after saying not everything in it was his. He got a really dry mouth, shaking, blurts out of story before I even asked him. A red bag with four bricks of fentanyl was found in the back of the car, and police learned about two more kilos of fentanyl in Michigan for a total seizure of six kilos of the drug worth $9 million dollars. Martinez-Garcia remains in the Van Buren County Jail awaiting trial. Congressman Tim Wahlberg has applied for around $13.5 million in federal funds from the House Appropriations Committee for projects throughout Berrien and Cass Counties. Among them is $3 million for the construction of Berrien County's new 911 center. Wahlberg's application says the conjoined emergency operations and 911 Public Safety Dispatch Center would, quote, create more public safety jobs, better balance the presence of locations of county offices, and help support the local nuclear power plant emergency operations center in the event of a nuclear emergency. Wahlberg has also applied for $620,000 for the village of Michiana to replace a water mains on Creek Drive and Lakeshore Drive, as well as $2.1 million for the Niles-Buchanan Trail Connection, $2 million for the Roosevelt Road Shared Use Path on Lincoln Township, $2.5 million for the implementation of a waterfront master plan in New Buffalo, and $3.2 million for a water plant in Marcellus. Wahlberg says he met with officials throughout the area about their needs before seeking these funds. Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel has announced charges against six individuals involved in an insurance scam that she says harmed victims of auto crashes. Speaking today, Nestle said Michael Angelo of New Jersey started the scam in 2013 with a hotline that was supposed to connect those injured in crashes with treatment. Michael Angelo, a New Jersey native, along with his co-conspirators, owned or controlled multiple legal and medical businesses to funnel accident victims through. He conspired with Dr. Shija Sinha, pharmacist Robert Presley, attorney Thomas Quartz, Hassan Fayad, and Mohammed Ali Abraham to have their predetermined treatment plan followed with no regard to medical necessity nestle said victims received medically unnecessary treatments including surgery that sometimes left them addicted to painkillers everything was billed to auto insurance companies she said that put a drain on the no-fault system and hurt patients she urged anyone who may have been a victim of the scam to file a complaint online consumers energy has announced it will not build a 20 mile high voltage power line through an area of pawpaw township as it had originally planned the utility's plan generated opposition from Paw area residents who said it would threaten their property. Consumer spokesperson Josh Pachorak tells us due to the controversy, the plan's now changed. We're going to choose a new route to build this line. Our mission remains the same. We want to find a prudent route so that we can build this line in order to serve the future growth of the county. Consumers Energy has not identified a new route. Pachorak says that's under review and there's no timetable to announce. Anyone who wants to make comments or suggestions can contact the company. And sailing to Holland next weekend for the Tulip Time Festival will be the Friends Goodwill, the tall ship that's normally docked at the Michigan Maritime Museum in South Haven. The museum's Claire Herhold tells us Friends Goodwill has made the trip every year since 2018 except 2020. It'll be there in Holland May 6th through the 13th. We're so proud to be located here in West Michigan, and I can't think of a West Michigan festival that kicks off the season in quite the same way as the Tulip Time Festival. So we head up there every year to be part of the festivities, and we dock right behind the Boatworks restaurant. Herhold says anyone at Tulip Time will be able to tour the ship, which is a 2004 built replica of an 1811 built square topsail sloop. Those who take the tour will be able to check out everything above and below deck. It usually takes about four hours for friends' goodwill to make the journey, and Herhold says it's good practice for the crew. Anyone who happens to be in Holland for tulip time can tour the ship for $8. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dowazak, where furniture shopping is fun. The South Korean president spoke at the U.S. Capitol today where he talked about the power of democracy and the threat of disinformation, more maybe he's Anne Flaherty in Washington. Addressing a packed chamber of U.S. senators and House lawmakers, President Yoon praised the U.S. for being a longtime defender of democracy, but he also warned that democracy around the world was at risk. In many parts of the world, false propaganda and disinformation are distorting the truth and a opinion. Yoon received a standing ovation for that remark. Ann Flaherty, ABC News, Washington. A diabetes drug being tested for weight loss is poised to further upend obesity care. Drug maker Eli Lilly reported today the drug helped people with diabetes who were overweight or who had obesity lose up to 16% of their body weight over 17 months in a late-stage trial. For those without the disease, the drug has prompted losses of more than 20% of body weight, known as Monjaro for diabetes use. The drug has been used off-label for weight loss since last year. Lilly is applying for fast-track approval from U.S. regulators. Analysts have predicted the drug could become one of the top-selling drugs ever, with annual sales topping $50 billion. The U.S. economy grew at an annual rate of 1.1% in the first quarter, lower than the expectations of a 2% increase. GDP reflected increases in consumer spending, exports, federal government spending, state and local government spending, and non-residential fixed investment. Here's ABC's Elizabeth Schultz with more. This report shows a slowdown when it comes to the American economy in the first three months of the year. 1.1% growth is a significantly slower pace than what we saw at the end of last year. In some ways, this is what the Federal Reserve here has been wanting. They want to see the economy cooling off so that inflation starts to come down. But they're trying to cool the economy off just enough without tipping it into a full-blown recession. Republican lawmakers in Kansas have enacted possibly the most sweeping transgender restroom law in the U.S. The GOP-controlled legislature today overrode Democratic Governor Laura Kelly's veto of the measure. The vote in the House was 84-40 to 40 and gave supporters exactly the two-thirds majority they needed to override Kelly's action. The vote in the Senate on Wednesday was 28-12, to 12, and the new law takes effect July 1st. At least eight other states have transgender restroom laws mostly applying to schools. The Kansas law is different because it applies to more facilities, but also because it defines male and female and law based on a person's reproductive anatomy at birth. A ceremony has marked the renaming of a U.S. Army base in Virginia, more if maybe he's Dave Packer. At a Virginia Army base formerly named after Confederate General Robert E. Lee, the 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 CASCOM Soldier Choir is singing at a ceremony marking the changing of the name of the installation from Fort Lee to Fort Greg Adams. Major General Mark Simmerly saying Black officers Lieutenant General Arthur Gregg and Lieutenant Colonel Charity Adams made significant marks in U.S. Army history. Despite growing up in a segregated nation, these two pioneers volunteered to serve that nation in uniform. Simmerly affirming that their service demonstrates that courage is not confined or defined by a single race or gender. Dave Packer, ABC News. The first years of the COVID pandemic saw a huge decline in high school students having sex. That's according to a large government survey conducted every two years. And teen sex was already becoming less and less common before the pandemic. About three decades ago, more than half of teens said they'd had sex. In 2021, less than a third said they'd ever had sex. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention today released reports analyzing latest findings from the survey. The pandemic kept many teens apart. Health experts note the lower rate comes at the same time that teens are reporting more social isolation. The White House took part in a Take Your Child to Work Day event today, including having kids at the Daily White House briefing, more if maybe she's Karen Travers, who was there with her seven-year-old son. There was a kid takeover in the White House briefing Thursday morning. Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre held a Take Your Kids to Work Day briefing for children of the White House Press Corps, taking questions on a wide range of topics, including artificial intelligence, climate change, and the president's favorite things. Matthew Anderson, age seven, and my son, asked Karine about what the U.S. is doing to support Ukraine in its war with Russia. We have been one of the leading countries, the U.S., in sending Ukraine uh, security assistance. Already a tenacious reporter, Matthew got in a follow-up. How long does President Biden this? You know, as long as it takes. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. And politician-turned-popular daytime talk show host Jerry Springer has died. More maybe ABC's Jason Nathanson. Best known for his namesake talk show, The Jerry Springer Show, where crowds would chant his name while the guests would reveal some shocking truth and end up throwing punches. No, you gotta play, no, because I'm a transgender female. Jerry Springer got his start in politics and law. After earning a law degree, he went to work on Robert F. Kennedy's presidential campaign, eventually ending up as mayor of Cincinnati. In the 80s, he worked in TV news, then started his talk show in 1991, initially a political show he and his producer revamped it into a shock format and millions tuned in it ran for 27 seasons ending each episode with a final thought love can't just be an obligation jerry springer with 79 till next time take care of yourself and each other jason Athenson, abc news hollywood wsjm news now continues with your weather forecast